So 16% of adults prefer to sleep on their stomachs. If you sleep on your back, you're a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> All right, so we've got a thing about rap. It's, it's uh, season one, episode three. I think our best uh, episode yet to date. Uh, packed full of stuff. We got Angry Turtles. Uh, we've got uh, prepared for you best worst things to replicate. There's April in a bathrobe. Some epic Mouser fight scenes. Uh, we'll get some villain power ranking, and of course, to start things off, uh, this episode. My co-host John here is going to lead us with uh, Pizza Time from last episode. Hey everybody, this is John. Last episode, um, spun the pizza wheel. I ended up getting Cocoa Puffs. I'll just show the show the audience here. Sure doesn't fall off the plate. Wow, a single slice. Very yeah, jealous. doesn't look to be any I cheese went. or sauce on that pizza. <laughs> no, it's it's like cream there cheese. is cheese. It is cream cheese. Graham yeah, cracker, cream cheese, little dessert pizza, as we call it. So. What is what before you eat it? What's on it? What is actually on it? Yeah. So actually on it, it's a sugar cookie base dough. Uh, Some cream cheese with some sugar, a little frosting. And then uh, I put some, I just added some cocoa. Scratch made. Did I make the cream cheese from scratch? No, I did did not make the cream (laughs) cheese from scratch. I just meant in general. Did you buy that? How do you cream cheese? It's a great question. I mean, I didn't make the I didn't make the cookie. I just bought some like pre-made cookie uh, sugar cookie mix. But some would say take, this is t- take a out of the spirit of the game. Oh, take a mm. picture before you eat it, buddy. Mm. For the Instagram. Mmm. 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 <laughs> so while he's uh, eating that. The other options. <laughs> so mad. This is not supposed to I be know. an enjoyable. I know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> John always bends the rules. But uh, the other yeah. options. So if, uh, anyone joining us for the first time, we do pizza time. It's um, a wheel that we spin for all the pizzas that are mentioned in the episode. And it's cumulative. So uh, other options John had were mushroom, jelly bean, peanut butter, anchovy, sausage, banana, raisin bran ice cream, pepperoni, or cornflakes, or sashimi. So he lucked out. He went the dessert pizza route. Yeah. Is it legit? Even if you did sauce and no. cheese, I still feel like that's one of the mm. better toppings to get. Which one? Do you have to say? Is the Cocoa Puffs. Even if you were just putting it on a cheese pizza, I think that's a, in the scheme of toppings, it's not that bad of one. Yeah. The Cocoa Puffs do get a little bit lost, and they're not just not that pronounced of a flavor. You should have made Cocoa Puffs the mm. base for the crust, son. How would I do yeah. that? That I feel like that's <laughs> just even, pound them into it. Mash them up. I feel like that's even less of in the spirit. Mm. What's, what's your it's score? like uh, chopped. You should embrace the ingredient, the secret ingredient. Mm. All right. So you can eat the whole slice, buddy? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, mm. And then joining us, uh, uh, as always, is uh, Chris as well. Yep. Welcome, everyone. All right. So we've got a, a thing about rats. Uh, aired, aired, according to TMNTpedia, 
uh, Wednesday, December 16th. So technically went back in time um, or was written before the other two episodes. Uh, it's a Wednesday. If you're born on that day, you're a Sagittarius. I don't know many Sagittarius. Is dad one? I don't know. Dad? Yeah, or is he a Capricorn? I don't, when's the cusp? December 21st, it says. Hmm. Yeah, he's after that. Whatever the next <clears> one is. I think if you're if you're in a certain window, though, you can technically claim like both. Yeah, I'm I'm in that, but I don't think I just go with Libra. Yeah, well, also, didn't they say there's actually a thirteenth astrology sign, so everybody gets shifted technically? I don't know. You said that. Did you ever read that? I don't know. That came out a few years ago. You said that's the big news. <clears throat> All right, so uh, no theme, no introduction here. Again, did that happened with episode two as well. Yeah. Yeah, and no song going in. And then we've got um, Leo, the colorized Leo, sucking down some pizza. So what do you guys think? Initial impressions. Right out of the gate, angry turtles, which you love to see. So they've been happy-go-lucky up to this point. They're, they start off furious. We get a lot of angry faces, you know, ready, ready to exact some vengeance. So I like to see some angry turtles out of the gate. Yeah, you know, got to give, uh, got to give the mix of emotions because we get so opening scene. Splinter is lying face first on a makeshift bed that's in the middle of the hallway. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah, yeah. To, the sleeping on the stomach is a wild, wild move. Yeah, that's how so I sleep. Stomach sleepers. I um, I try to do a little bit of research. Not great for your sleeping. It can put strain on your neck and your back. Yeah. Supposedly it's like the worst way to sleep physically. Really? Yeah. It's bad for your hips too. So 16% of adults prefer to sleep on their stomachs. If you sleep on your back, you're a psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. I think. (laughs) Does anyone actually sleep straight on their back like in the movies or whatever? No, I'm a side sleeper. If I sleep on my back, I sometimes I I fall. That's how I fall asleep. That's a psycho move. You don't snore just because. Usually, I'm doing the crossword on my phone, and then I just doze off. I snore like nobody's business. I'm full from that. I shouldn't ate that whole slice of. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you do with the rest of the whole cookie? I just ate it. Oh, I just put some actual fruit on it. It was pretty good. Little raspberry, blackberry, banana action. Do we know, by the way, why Shredder's like so, I mean, not Shredder, Splinter's like on his deathbed? He was just tied up for a little bit. Yeah, hanging from the ceiling, I guess. Yeah, he said uh, Shredder gave him a going over. Uh, So he's going over. You had to believe that Shredder like worked him over in a chair or something. Beat him up. So as uh, Chris mentioned, so we got the Vengeful Turtles. So they're the whole uh, introductory scene here is they're leaving the sewer in fit of rage to um to find shredder so that he can turn splinter back into uh, his human form and in that plan the idea is that april stays back and tends to splinter while he's sleeping recovering and the turtles will go out as i mentioned find the technodrome find shredder force him to turn splinter back into uh his human form so that's the general plot here but it's interesting, like the, the turtles are just on this 
mission to turn Splinter back into a human when they never really knew him as a human. Anyways, they've only ever known him as a rat. So it just seems odd to me that they're so passionate about getting him back to human form. Like what, like do the turtles want to go back to their like natural turtle form? Cause that's kind of what the logical conclusion would be. You know, I don't think so. I mean, didn't they mention, uh, was it episode one or two that they spent half their life in the bottom of a, of a bowl and they don't want yeah. to go back there. Yeah. But I think the thought is like restore order to shredder to a human. Yeah. And then, yeah. Or so I keep doing it. Splinter to human, and then he takes his rightful place at the head of the Foot Clan again. Yeah, that seems logical. All I know is the Technodrome is just—they're driving that through so many buildings at this point. Like they're <laughs> under—they're underground. Somehow there's a building underground that they run through, and then he there's just a mansion in the middle, abandoned mansion in the middle of the city. He, which I will say, that little drill arm thing they use is kind of cool that's a sweet feature of that to be able to yeah. go in an extended arm that's also like an elevator that's pretty yeah. sweet yeah the underground city that the techno it's it's I, I caught that too it's not just a building it's like an entire like wasteland city which kind of brings into the existence like aren't the mole people those who live underground new york city uh this las vegas there are rumors that people, I think they're just homeless people that live underground in, in New York in old subway tunnels and stuff, yep. bomb shelters. What's well, Yeah, it was this whole whole abandoned city that the te- Technodrome, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah, massive. You think like um, parts of the streets and like the city would be collapsing because they're building like these massive tunnels down there. Yep. But so, uh, yeah, so the turtles take off. Um, you know, as Chris mentioned, we've got the Technodrome. Uh, pretty early on, it's uh, leading Shredder to an abandoned mansion in the middle of the city. So he gets there. His his primary goal is to find a new source of technical equipment. So he's looking for something that will, again, help him defeat the Turtles. Um, that's his primary goal. Crane is still complaining about his android body and how Shredder has not um, helped him there. We'll get to that in a sec. Um, but this scene wraps up that Shredder sends off these robot flies, I think. Is that what they were? Yeah, these these robot flies that are doing like a recon mission to find just new technical equipment. And so they stumble acro- across um, for the first time we had introduced to Baxter Stockman. And he is demoing his Mouser technology. which was designed by him to uh, identify, essentially seek and destroy rats in the city. So he's, uh, he's demoing that. He's got a mouser and a mouse in a maze. And so the mouse is seeking, uh, I believe he's got cheese in there. Yep. So the mouse is trying to find cheese. The mouser is trying to track, uh, trying to check the mouse or the rat, so, which it does. So it gets the rat. Um, he gets the boot because the guy he's demoing it for doesn't want to lose out on his business, you know, by eliminating all the rats. He wants to continue just to kind of push them around. Um, and then Shredder shows up in his kind of dark, uh, evil kind of shading. And he, um, he takes Stockman with him and says ultimately that, uh, anybody would be a fool not to utilize the Mauser technology. 
Yeah, which is basically it just busts their walls. Like I thought it was funny they set up the maze and then the mouse yeah. just starts ripping through the walls to get the mouse. And it just puts it in his mouth, I guess. It didn't actually like kill it or anything. Yeah. So um so so at the end of kind of this first five minutes or so, Shredder is has brought Stockman back to uh, the mansion and the idea is that Stockman is going to build a master controller f- to control all the mousers while Shredder takes the mouser sample and then brings it to uh, a replicator. So it's like a reverse engineer, reverse engineering slash automated factory assembly line for these mousers. Um, yeah, so What's he's going to mass produce them. What's the like origin of a mouse in a maze? Training. Pavlov? I don't know. <laughs> Training Science, <what>? John? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but like why? What's the like what is the idea? Is this a trick question or you just ask, no, do you know, are you gonna give us the answer? No, I don't know the answer. Oh. It just I like, think it's a way to test the intelligence of a mouse. By putting it in a maze. I think it would maybe be sensory, like smell. Was the origin? Can this mouse find something? Well, I think I think it no. I think like the original experiment was like a repetition thing. So it's does the mouse learn the maze over time? Can you teach a mouse with food? Yeah, memory. So maybe it's a memory thing. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Okay, I just thought I don't know. Maybe with your education in science, you might have learned about that. But no, yeah, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh... <laughs> every time you hear a mouse thing, it's more the mouse getting zapped by is the it a mouse not... or a rat. Well, it's a rat, which is another confusing thing. They call it a mouser. It's a ratter, really. Yeah, I think I think so too. I mean, they sent it after Splinter, and he's he's definitely a rat. So, um, did you guys know there like... there's a rat czar of New York, and the position is currently open, like a rat king. Like a rat, they're in charge of getting rats out of the city. Yeah, I think the title is Rats Are. Do you know what? I, I just saw it the other day. Do you know what the pay? What do you think the pay is for a Rats Are of New York City? I mean, uh, I would a, say a wheel of Parmesan cheese. <laughs> and yeah. uh, 80,000. 170,000 a year. Damn. Yeah, oh, but like, what's the qualification to be the Rats Are? You got to be able to get rid of rats. Have you seen New York rats? They're terrifying. I've seen Boston. Yeah, they're massive. <clears throat> yeah. Massive. Uh, I think timely too, because did you guys see that uh, article on San Francisco approving those killer robots to to work f- as part of the police department? No, that sounds what? terrifying though. Yeah. Uh, San Fran. When you say killer robots, they're robots that have the ability to kill. <laughs> yeah. San Francisco <laughs> votes to allow police to use deadly robots which spurs concern and outrage. Just a robot carrying a gun around? How does that even work? It's, it's got to be like a yeah, it's strength. Like, it's a remote controlled, but basically, I don't. it's not autonomous, but it can kill. So it kind of reminded me Mousers a little bit because, you know, again, the whole idea there is that they'll seek down whatever the target is and then destroy it. So, I love too how, like, it was obvious the second you saw a Mouser that Shredder was going to take it because it's that same white metal technology that Everything that comes out of the Technodrome is just white metal robotic. (laughs) 
Yeah, and we got um, we've got Donatello. I don't know if you guys have picked up on this yet, but it it persists for a long time. He doesn't say Raphael. He says Raph Raphael Raphael. Oh, I haven't noticed it. Yet. I don't know if you notice the difference, but uh, I can't really slow it down. It doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But he um, he leans on the e like Raphael instead of Raphael. Does that make sense? Yeah, but yeah. what is Raphael? He, Raphael? he like he just walks around saying Raphael, Raphael, R A F dash E dash L. Yeah, Raphael. So, um, yeah, apparently the voice actors like weren't in the same room when they were recording stuff either. <laughs> you know, I was actually thinking like it kind of seems like all of the dialogue, like there's no, there's just there's like, no flow. Yeah, yeah, they were like all yeah. just like, hey, get in the studio and read these fifteen lines, and then we'll just splice them all together. Yeah, you know, it's not but, like they were actually in the same room, like riffing off each other. Yeah, everything's so segmented too. There's so many cutscenes in like all these episodes. And if you like notice, I think it's just because they obviously need to make like something happen on the screen. But there's a lot of hand gesturing going on with the characters. Everything's like moving hands around and pointing, and like there's not a lot of physical movement apart from arms just floating around. I haven't noticed that, but I'll I'll definitely keep an eye for. Um. All right, so for this first segment, they got um, Shredder using the replicator. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about, uh, in your opinion, best and worst things to replicate. I have a, I have a best one I think is good. All right, let's start with best. Chris, you can lead it off. Socks. Laundry in general. You never have to fold or do laundry again. If you could just replicate. So Every fold. time you're done with an outfit, you just replicate it. What do you do with the old stuff? Throw it out. Donate it. Wow. Imagine fresh socks every time. What do you you know Tom like Brady? Socks. Tom Brady used to talk about that before he became famous. That was his That's number one wanted. thing in life. Yeah. He's if he had endless money, he said he would wear a new pair of socks every day for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> it was so that I I had to remember hearing something about in like World War, I want to say World War One the number of socks that the U.S. military needed was yeah. like 150-something million pairs of socks to be able, and they just like couldn't get them. Well, they and say people socks. People be like dying from... Yeah, gangrene trench foot. Yeah. yeah. Socks are a huge deal in the Army. You're supposed stuff. to change them like when you're marching and stuff. That's a big thing. Yeah. Foot, foot maintenance is big. Hence All right, foot. John, what about you? Well, I, I've actually got a couple things on here. I think, f- like, if if there was one thing that would personally benefit me, I think being able to replicate golf balls would be helpful because sometimes, you know, you're out there and you're just pounding balls into the woods, so it would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice just to be able to replicate it, take a free mulligan. But then along those same lines, I also said if I could replicate a like Rory McIlroy's golf swing, I think you'd have to replicate Rory Rory McIlroy. The way that machine appeared to work yeah. is like you put it in the cabin cabinet, yeah. it scans it, and then just spits out a million of them. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. Well, I was kind of going along like the theoretical sense of replication just as we were talking about it. But fun. Do you know Tiger? So Tiger's son, Charlie, who's I think is like 14 now and is like out driving um, Tiger Woods at this point. He Tiger told Charlie that he shouldn't try and copy his own swing, like Tiger's swing, but he should instead try to copy Rory's because Rory has one of the prettiest golf swings 
whatever. Well, didn't Tiger's like has half his back problems are from his swing? Um, I don't know if it's specifically linked to his swing. It's probably just all the nonsense Drugs. he was doing, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> steroids. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not you know, it's not as balanced as someone like Rory. But if you like, like, there's been it's kind of weird. People, you know videos of like a 14 year old kid but they're like comparing charlie swing to rory and it's basically yeah. like picture like a, a carbon copy those golf swing um analyzers that you can buy those look pretty interesting what is that um it's a cool camera system thing right yeah I, it's like a little um almost like projector thing you set it up like opposite of where you're swinging and it measures i think it like records your whole swing it can like pick up um and like map your actual like the whole thing, but it also I think measures like your your ball speed and launching mm -hmm. and all that stuff too. I saw yeah. Charles I mean, Barkley had one at one point. Yeah, there's like TrackMan or I think like yeah, like GC4 Quad or something that just tell you like give you all your stats on your swing. But anyways, and then oh, we didn't do worst. No, I, I still got my best. All right, so the obvious answer to best thing to replicate would be money. Yeah, but that's like but a why, No, that that's not. John's yeah. going to get into why an inflation conversation. Yeah, I'm just like wrong. For yourself, that's, yeah. John, imagine no. just I need a hundred bucks. Boom, endless money. Bucks. You can do that now. What? Print fake money? Uh, yeah, no. There's, yeah, there's counterfeit money all the time. Why do you? Yeah, think but this would not? be real money. That's yeah. the difference. No, you can't. How would you do that? I, I disagree. You, John, do you understand the replicator? You put it in the thing. It I do. It, it makes out. an exact. Yeah, but what are you going to do? Have a, bills with all the exact same serial number on them? Yeah. Dude, are you going to go, go the coin route? You're going to mint a <laughs> thousand quarters. Coins. Yeah. Maybe I'll just Sexual replicate euros. I'll replicate British pounds and then just uh, exchange them for US dollars. You don't think a British pound has a serial number on it? Does the person at the time currency place know that? If you hand them, what are you going to do, a bill at a time? If you hand them a thousand bills that are all the same serial number. How would they know? You think those people actually care <laughs> about what they're getting? It. All right. If yeah. money is out, then I would replicate myself because time and money, baby. That's all. If I had more time to do what I wanted. That's the correct answer. Yeah, but you don't know each individual you is independent. Yeah, but they're all based off of me. So in theory, we would all have the same... You know, like t you're gonna work together. Like you don't get you individually now. Don't get to experience all the experiences that your clones are having. Yeah, <laughs> you're still just doing your life, and they're out there. Yeah, what's your, yeah, what's doing your things on your behalf? Yeah, so they become more. Uh, what's the word? Like when you're self-conscious, sentient. Um, sentient. Yeah, they become more sentient because <laughs> they're having more experiences. Because I'm sending them to work, or I'm sending them grocery shopping. Yeah, that would be the answer. Is like have a, a work you, and then just yeah. where you flown around. Yeah, yeah. Like send somebody to do all the dirty stuff you don't want to do, and then you just like a cleaning me, bam. Like the guy just walks <laughs> around the house all day cleaning up. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> yeah, and then I go worst thing to replicate is mosquitoes or like any flying insects bugs. that like, but yeah, bugs that like buzz around your head. It's the worst. Yeah, I agree. But I will say they are, uh, they are cloning mosquitoes and then they're like genetically modifying them so they can't reproduce to then essentially and they've i think they've released them in florida where they're like when zika was big yeah. they're trying basically to uh reduce the mosquito population by cloning and replicating um like infertile mosquitoes basically so is it the worst thing i don't know but 
real life mosquitoes would be the worst. <clears throat> I think any bug in general, get them out of there. I mean, bugs suck, but they're also vital to the yeah environment. And John, according to John, we're going to be eating bug protein on the that road I believe here. cricket flour is the thing. What are you talking about? According are you to talking me? about bug bug protein? No, cricket oh. flour. That's a thing. Bug protein. What the hell? That's also. I would eat bugs if I didn't know. If you just gave me like a bread and didn't say there was crickets in it, who cares? Bread? Yeah, well, Chris, what you Flour, say? cricket flour. It's like if you gave me a burger and told me that. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Corridor. my point. If it, They should just switch to bug stuff without telling anyone. Yeah. So Give it some chemical name and just put it on the ingredients list. Nobody's well, going to I think it's a legal thing because they have to say it's like protein, like arachnid protein source or something like that yeah that's just say like yeah whatever this whatever this latin name for the bug is just put it on the nobody's yeah. gonna know the phylum <laughs> yeah. phylum which i going back to the replicator for a second did this is the first appearance of it right yeah so he just calls it a replicator and it's just there yeah he, it's a technodrome like a 3D printer yeah Kind of, but it's like a technodrome. It's like a crane technology, I think, yeah. is the replicator. Which, like, I, that's the part I get him, like, Krang and Shredder have a rivalry, but it's like Krang has all these inventions. Yeah. But then why? Shredder's, like, outsourcing mousers to some hack. I know. Yeah. He's like, Shredder's just <clears throat> grasping at whatever, like, he's looking for something to catch the turtles, and he just goes to this schlub who's in this, like, exterminator's apartment trying to show him this technology like yeah like and he and he just makes he just hands him a box of computer chips yeah and says build a computer out of this like they're legos yeah <laughs> anyways what uh, anyway, what's my your worst, worst John? my worst um it would be smoke detectors with low batteries that you can't replace the chirp yeah because the chirp is just trash even though i feel like we've upgraded at least the technology is available, like the smart detectors that are just also wired into the home. Yeah. But like, yeah, those are almost worse though. Cause then when they go off, you have to rip the wire out or disconnect it. Hmm. You've I never mean, had a hardwired smoke detector. That's they're what all, I have now. I but thought they're they're all, by code, they have to be. Mine aren't hardwired. No, I don't think if I just have battery. maybe it's just new builds or remodels or yeah, something. I don't know. That's fine. Yeah. That's respectable. Chris? My worst, I didn't really think of one, but dirty dishes has to be top of the list. But yeah, I feel like those automatically replicate on their own. Yeah, like yeah. no matter what. Exactly. More Imagine a never-ending sink full of dishes. So I, I had seen something. Well, I would send my cleaning version of me to go do them all. <laughs> so I, I had seen something that said the big brain move is to put two dishwashers in your house. One for dirty, one, one for, for storage, and then yeah. So you're just moving for, them from one to the yeah. other. So like when it, you know, when one they all get dirty, you move to the other one, wash it, and then that one becomes a storage. You just move back and forth. I mean, I use my empty dishwasher to hold my dirty plates, and then when they're clean, I put them away. Yeah, the John, <laughs> the flaw with John's is that you'd have to use That's not everything in one before you washed it again. Well, you've seen those split split washers now right that has two there's a upper level and a lower level so you can do like half loads of dishwashers like dad like a, the shelf that's in there what are you talking about yeah it's like two it's like a double oven there's like a top oh there's two doors on it yeah 
two I've separate. It's like two smaller dishwashers, basically. Hmm. Looks I always lovely. wanted to get one of the restaurant style where you have the thing that just comes down. You know what I'm talking about? From like the ceiling, the cover, and it's just like instant, wash instant washer. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. High heat. They come out like a million degrees. Yeah, it takes like a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But why, like, do you really need your dishes washed in a minute? Here's the thing with dishes. Like, when I'm in doing dishes mode and I'm loading the dishwasher, that's when I'm wanting to empty it also because I'm already doing it. Yeah. I hate running the dish. It's like laundry. When I'm in laundry mode, I want to do all the laundry I can. I don't want to have to wait an hour because then Mm -hmm. by the time the dryer's done, I'm I'm done doing chores. Yeah. I'm with you. I see what you're saying. So getting back to the plot here. So uh, after the replication happens, we've got Crane makes another appearance. So he's criticizing Shredder for the time that he's spending. So to, I think to John's point and Chris's point, why is Shredder spending all this time on Mausers and this kind of joke technology when Crane's number one priority is his Android body? Plus he's got way better. I mean, if he has the replicator technology, he could certainly have better technology than the Mausers probably. So we've we've got some um, tension building there, and at the end of his little monologue, there he's essentially wishing endless defeat upon Shredder, so that Shredder is forced to build his body. So it seems like we're setting setting up for some sabotage here. Yeah, Krang is just he's angry. Yeah, he's an angry little brain. I mean, when you're when you're just a brain, wouldn't you be angry too? Well, especially when it's like the one thing apparently he needs, he's unable to do, even though he does everything else. He's just, uh, he just basically, he's just sitting on a stool in the back. <laughs> and then every once in a while, just checking in on Shredder, like, hey, how's my body coming? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a terrible delegator. The, and the way he, he like pages him over the radio is so, like, if you're Shredder, you have to be annoyed by that. So he's like, Shredder, how's my body going? <laughs> yeah, he's just angry. That's the best way to describe him. So we got the Mausers. So Replicator's going. Mausers starting to roll off. Shredder very anxious to use him. So he actually sends out his first dozen to seek and destroy Splinter. Just an absolute trash move. Yeah. yeah. By Shredder. I mean, everyone wants to play with their new toy, but it's like, what are you doing? You yeah, just give a little so taste. Like the, yeah. Yeah. The worst tactical move I've ever. Probably seen out of a villain in a long time. <laughs> it's all just like he shows like, his hand, so it's like, hey, yeah, here's a little handful. Yeah, he's like, he's like, him I, out. I know I should wait, but I'm just so excited, and he just like <laughs> sends him off, and is like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. So as simultaneously as he's sending out, and apparently you just need a picture of whoever loaded into <laughs> the computer, um, <laughs> but it's hunting down Splinter. So uh, meanwhile, back at the layer. Splinter wakes up and immediately April's like, I'm out of here. Like I'm going, I got to, you know, take a shower, check my apartment, make sure I still have a job. Get girled so, up. She says, yeah, get girled up. So she takes off immediately. So Splinter is left. And of course the first thing he wants to do when he wakes up is meditate. So he sits down on the rug and that's when we got the Mausers like biting through the walls. Yeah. Instantly. It's like April's out the door and before it closes, the Mausers coming in. Yeah. Well, also like put a little tracker on the Mouser. Like, yeah. Is the idea that they just don't know where the turtle layer is because the Technodrome could just crush wherever the layer is. Yeah. That's like, what I thought too, because the it's it's kind of interesting because the turtle's layer is supposed to be hidden in the sewers, but 
somehow already April knows how to navigate the sewers to get back to wherever. And then the Mausers, like you said, I would think that if you're going to send 12 out, at least follow them or send B, you know, send Bebop and Rocksteady with them yeah. so that they can be, you know, know, at least know where the layer is. It's too obvious. So. And did I, did, when he sent it off, when he sent the Mausers off, he sent them specifically after Splinter. Yeah. yeah. Why not just go after the turtles? Yeah. I don't you know? know. Like why I just in that moment, why just Splinter? Well, because I know why, because Splinters is arch like Saki and yeah, Yoshi are arch nemesis, so he wants to take him out first. Nemesai? Nemesai. All um, I know is it's pretty cool when Splinter puts his headband on. Nemesai. Yeah. Nemesai. It's in like battle mode. <laughs> yeah. So Splinter goes, uh, so he's meditating. They come through the wall, so he goes full karate mode, but pretty quickly I think he's starting to get overwhelmed, right? By and 12. Then, yeah, with the dozen, the dirty dozen. And then we've got a uh, pretty epic battle scene where we've got, you can see like the nunchucks just flying through the air, like destroying stuff. I think there's even the bow staff comes in. So we're just seeing the weapons like destroy the mousers. And then obviously the turtles are behind them. So the turtles come in, they absolutely destroy, whether it's smashing through their heads, cutting them in half, uh, or nunchucking their faces off. We get the Mausers going down and probably the most ridiculous thing in the entire series yep. that I've ever seen to date, um, <laughs> you know, through the seven seasons of that, which is Leo. I think he like, he, there's like he a, on a something. Pipe. Yeah. He's <laughs> he swinging in somehow. <laughs> so he swings on a pipe, but meanwhile, as he's flying through the air, he, he uses his legs to grab splinter and ride him basically like a like a horse out of <laughs> out of danger to then kill the rest of the mausers so the flying splinter cowboy ride is what i'm going to call it yeah my uh, jaw i would my mouth was agape when the, yeah, I saw that's what a leader does improvise <laughs> <laughs> with no saddle and everything yeah, uh, said, yeah my, my note was absurd. my note was leo rides splinter like a donkey lol <laughs> <laughs> The, I don't understand. Like Splinter goes from he like crushes the first three that come through the wall, and then he's just overwhelmed all of a sudden. Yeah, like there's I mean, no he's like so fatigued. I guess or yeah. he, didn't, he didn't meditate long enough. I don't know, but it's all that stomach sleeping. Yeah, Whatever well, and then it was, like it's just I don't know. It's it's, it's funny to me. I don't know if it's because I think they all do it, but like Raph's patented just stab him in the head move. Is how he kills everything, and then I think even with the even Mikey with the nunchucks, like straight through the top of the head for these things, and they yeah, just it like cuts around. them in half. I think or something. <laughs> like like nobody nobody uses their weapons the way they're designed. It's just stab in the head with whatever you have. So I would say to Donnie's bow, he's getting kind of eaten up by the mousers. They're just like on his bow, and he's like, "Get off my bow!" Yeah, they're like biting the end of it, and he's flinging them around. Yeah, he can disarm any enemy with his bow. I think not. <laughs> <laughs> he needs. I hope at some point soon that he like he's supposed to be the technology guy or whatever. He's been pretty much just freeload in the first couple episodes. Yeah, I think it picks up. I I don't know if it's season two, but his um, yeah, he hasn't really done any inventions at this point. Or like used... he doesn't have a role yet. Really, yeah. he's just kind of like the tag along. Yeah. No, that's true for sure. But I think one of the better fight scenes we've gotten so far, even though it was somewhat brief and absolutely absurd with the Leo cowboy 
uh, ride on Splinter. Um, but yeah, so basically that scene ends. They destroy all the monsters. Um, Splinter is saved. And then there's a decision to then go find, I forget exactly what the, the impetus is, but this the turtles leave to go find April. Because I think Splinter suggests that April could help them find the Technodrome or the source of the Mousers. Yeah, so they, yeah, after the battle, they like hold up the foot of one of the Mousers and it says Baxter oh, right. Stockman inventor. So yeah, yeah, Splinter basically says, hey, April, April can, can help. help us get whoever this is. That's right. So they head to April's apartment where she had just headed to to take a shower, clean up, all that sort of stuff. So right away, April in her bathrobe like greets the turtles, I think, or something like that. Yep. Um, so she's... They just pop into her place, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, just straight up. But I think oh, she opens the, the door. door. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. They knock on the door and they're like, "Can we ish- can we interest you in a subscription to Turtles Home Companion?" Which just like the idea of door to door salesman for things because I think <laughs> Home Companion is like a magazine or something. It's like what a world. Yeah, yeah. And again, like, they're not even in costume. They're just flat yeah. out turtles and a rat in like a apartment building. I get you would assume. Yeah, she is. April is very concerned whether or not anyone saw them come into the building. So, yep. Very concerned. Uh, they get in. So when the turtles arrive at the apartment again, the plan is splinter will rest because he's clearly very, very much still, um, beat, beat up from his interaction last episode with, with shredder or two episodes ago, whatever it was. And, um, so basically splinter is put in the guest room or her bedroom to lay down She's going to finish getting ready. So she tells the turtles, like, basically, don't fuck up anything in the apartment. And then they immediately proceed to fuck up the entire apartment. Which is a very nice apartment, by the way. I, in my head, huge. Yeah. I was trying to figure out if... Because she's a, she's a news reporter for, I, I assume, like a big news station. So I was like, is this would this make sense with what she would be making for a salary? As they said, like her, the third best news reporter. For the station. Yeah, and she's got like a huge living room, like her own office, all this other stuff. So, yeah, she has like the, like whatever the news channel six news computer, like police yeah. database on her <laughs> desktop computer. I had, uh, yeah, because she goes into the other room to do some research and look up Baxter Stockman. But when she's on the computer, I thought it was interesting. You can like the way that they drew it is like there's like it's like a wavy screen like when you're you know? filming a computer screen yeah yeah so it's like you're like when yeah. you film a computer screen that's got like the waves on it and i'm like it's weird that they would include like, that detail animate that in yeah or it is and like how does their database so is it just like a google she just types in his name and it spits out like a bio on him and an address right yeah i mean fake news buddy you don't know what they got got in those computer systems nobody and i just thought it was interesting that like freezer full of frozen pizzas that's all that's in there yeah but that was a entire freezer like the entire thing was a stand-up single freezer just full of pizzas right yeah yeah it It wasn't even a divided fridge freezer combo it was just an entire thing full of frozen (laughs) pizza yeah so mikey finds that uh of stand-up freezer of instant pizza which he tries to eat uh tries to eat and then later he's trying to cook but he almost burns the apartment down 
Donnie. We've got Donnie just like finds the phone and just wants to listen to every voicemail that's been left for April. Raph decides he's going to put all of the bubbles in the bath. A cap full. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baseball cap full. Uh, floods the apartment, and then Leo, being the ever you know prepared, is is uh, throwing darts at her prized toaster painting that she mentions. I think to to Raph early on that um, like not to touch. So they're just being absolute menaces while uh, while Splinter is sleeping. Um, she comes out after finding the info on Baxter. I think that's when she discovers like everything falling apart. So she gives the info to the turtles and then kicks them out. Yeah. She's like, basically go find this Baxter guy and cut, get in trouble at his place. Yeah. So turtles have Baxter's address. So they're racing to meet with Baxter. Meanwhile, we get a cutscene Baxter in the mansion. So he is just about wrapped up the controller or, uh has yeah just about or or has just finished building a controller he tells shredder he's exhausted he wants to head home to go to sleep so splinter basically says okay go but (laughs) but what but what we're gonna do is he's he decides in secrecy to send out four foot soldiers on the turtle seeking cycle which is basically like a tricycle or not a tricycle, a motorized tricycle. I don't know what those are called. That thing had had a name. Yeah. Turtle seeking cycle. It's got like room for three in the back. (laughs) Yeah. Three wide in the back and one in the front. Um, So he sends those guys out to basically follow Baxter because he knows too much in his opinion. So he's going to basically put the hit on Baxter. um, But simultaneously the turtles are also heading there. So we've got this uh, suspense building where we've, Got the Foot Clan, the Turtles, and Baxter, in theory, are all going to arrive at his apartment at some point. Which is, I'll give Shredder credit, this is the right move to kill Baxter yeah. Stockman. So he, there's a little redemption there for the stupid sending 12 mousers out. Now he's smart enough to know, all right, this guy built my computer, we got to kill him off so nothing gets out. But doesn't even know how to run the master controller yet. Yeah. Is the flaw well, in his plan? It seems that every rock, like Bebop and Rocks, they're all pretty adept at running machinery. From just like the three of them, basically running the replicator by themselves. True. So I have faith, although they can't build it, that they can push the buttons and make it work. If they were smart, they'd replicate the master controller just in case. Yeah, yeah, it's a backup. <laughs> Never have too many controllers, because what we what we know is Baxter has a handheld controller. Um but it doesn't control enough or it can't control enough of the mousers. So that's why the mouse more computing power. power. Yeah. And it, it's, it's I, very, it's like a three button. There's like an up and down arrow and just a big button in the middle. So I'm yeah. curious how, like what you can actually do with that thing. besides turn them on and off. They have one mission. <laughs> forward, put them in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go forward, back up on off. So in addition to the turtle seeking cycle, we've got a, uh, Baxter Stockman's yellow van. Yeah, so, which seems to be a little bit of foreshadowing there. It looks very yeah. familiar. Awfully like the turtle van. <laughs> yeah. So we've got the van seeking cycle. So um, while that's all going on and Baxter's heading out and everyone's kind of heading towards his apartment, Shredder decides immediately to unleash the seemingly hundreds. I counted or I tried it as best I could to count. I got 144 on the kind of the still image of them, you know, kind of like wedging out. Um, did you 
I did like a little bit of like reasonableness. I had like 140 or so. Yeah, 144 is what I got. So I think his goal was what 1,200. That was like the big yeah. line. Yeah. Instead of 12, I'll send 1,200. <laughs> yeah, and Baxter makes a comment. Um, I think later once the turtles arrive, that he's got hundreds. So I don't think he got to the thousand threshold, but he's got at least 200 because he has yeah. hundreds. Um, tenfold at least. And we get. We get it, the maybe the lamest quote of all time. Cowabunga. It feels so good to be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I looked that up. I thought I've definitely heard that before. I couldn't find an origin of anything earlier than this cartoon. But it's definitely like a cheesy villain line Super for sure. Cheesy. Um yeah, feels so good to be so bad. So I think that's when he's like after he hits a button and they're all going out. So those those guys are marching off again. This time he says all four turtles plus Splinter plus April is who he wants them to seek out, right? Which if you divvy up, what's the math? If you divvy up the mousers between how many targets he has, it's basically like, like six. Is it 35 ahead? All right. Yeah. So double, basically double, triple what he sent after Splinter. Yep. Just Splinter. Enough. Yeah. So quite a bit. Um, so Baxter gets to his place. I think as he's he opening the door. Dump. Yeah. He lives Absolute like in the dump. Yeah. He probably lives in New Jersey, honestly. So I looked, I tried to, I tried to figure it out. So they say when he gives, when they give his address, it's Green Street near 10th Avenue, or they say near 10th. So I assumed either 10th Avenue or 10th Street. There's nothing anywhere close to that in any New York City or in any of the boroughs. So maybe it's New Jersey then. Is a Green Street? Well, no, because they're in. It says they're in the city. Like we yeah. know they're in Manhattan. Yeah, but maybe he lives just outside of the city because he's obviously like a poor, up and coming, you know, I, inventor. I thought that, but at one point, I forget which turtle. Like they give the address, and then like Donnie or somebody says, "Oh, that's near downtown." Oh, gotcha. So either way, it, plus there's like just it just happens to be an abandoned mansion. Um, oh, that's where that's where they're going. But like Stockman's, like he lives in like the windows are shattered and everything. Yeah. So compared to that's what I was like thinking when I was thinking of April's apartment compared to Baxter Stockman, who clearly has some skill as an inventor. Like, why is this guy living in the dump? There's a I immediately found a Green Street near 10th Avenue, 10th Street. Where? In New York, how do you spell Green? G R E E N E Street. Yeah, it's not near 10th Avenue though. Yeah, it is. It's like four or five blocks away. 10th Street, East. 10th that's Street. not close. It's one, two, three, four, five, five blocks, six, five eight, blocks isn't eight close. Blocks. Yeah, you can walk that in New York. Green Street near 10th would be like the intersection of Green and 10th. It's in Soho, lower Manhattan. Yeah, south of Houston. That's what that means, if you're wondering. Yeah. That's not near. Five blocks is that, is a, not is that area a dump? No, I that's mean, like the, nice maybe at the time it was. Manhattan is like where you want, it's where all the big buildings are. Yeah. Soho is like a very wealthy area. Well, either way, he gets he gets to his apartment. I think he's putting the key in the door. As he opens the door is when he realizes the foot are behind him. So at first, he doesn't realize the imminent dangers he's in. He, it's more like, what does Shredder want now? And What do you want? Yeah. And then do they pull out guns? I don't know. I can't remember. They, they do, do yeah. but that's the thing. They never use them. They're just walking around with them in their hands. Yeah. So about to, to off him, and then we get the turtles flying in. Again, Donnie, Donnie saying, "Time to take out the garbage." <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, right. As he jumps from a, he's just hanging on a 
street light jumps yeah, with the trash so, can. Yeah, Donnie's got a trash can, which he, you know, very cliche comic, just like dumps over somebody's head. Um, Raph has a manhole cover. So he's, I can't remember, is he blocking gunshots or is he flinging that? He's just standing, he's standing next to the manhole. And then a guy walks at him and just falls in. Yeah, yeah. Also, like Mike, manhole covers are incredibly heavy. Yeah, they are. And but wielding this around is like that's part of their mutant ability is their incredible strength because they do mention. Uh, so season seven, which I'm in, they go to Europe and they do mention how much lighter the manhole covers are in Europe than in the U.S. <laughs> so a manhole cover. You could lift, you couldn't lift it. Well, you could probably lift it off the ground a couple inches. But to do what he did, where he's like picking yeah, it up. Yeah, a couple hundred pounds. Yeah. Right. And then you know Mikey's. Why their circle? Yeah. Yeah. So they don't fall in on themselves. Yeah. It's under shape that can't fall in on itself. Nice. Um, and then Mikey picks up the. And I can't remember how to pronounce this, but. Manrique Man, Gusari. Yeah, Manrique Gusari, which is a real thing. I actually mm-hmm. checked it all out. So it is, What is it, like a little ball on chain thing? It's the things that you throw exactly what he did. He like, It's like a chain with two weights on the end that you throw at someone that would like wrap them up and trip them. Yeah, yeah. so it's like um, essentially like chain nunchucks instead. Also like known big, as Gusari Fundo. Yeah. Fundo. So it's a real deal, but yeah. I don't know if they were specifically used for that. Um, long length of chain with a weight attached to each end. I think you'd throw them around somebody's ankles, I could see. Yeah. He threw it around like his arms. It's a hidden or concealed uh, weapon <clears throat> used as self-defense. Useful while carrying a sword. Uh, or It was useful when carrying a sword was not allowed. Just a weapon. Yeah. So we get that. Um, so he just, he, you know, he's carrying a variety of things in his in his uh, little shell pouch. Um, but yeah, so ultimately, they they take care of the foot. They tie up Baxter, and they're questioning him hard. Um, but he's not giving up. At first, he doesn't. He's not going to give up any information. And then all Raph does is threaten to get sarcastic, and then Baxter immediately flips. Yeah, I don't really get that. He pointed this little spike thing at his face. So bit of a threat but I, I i found it interesting that and i i think apart from april like he wasn't freaked out by the turtles at all they just look at him and he's like okay I mean, whatever i mean like, he was just he was just building a computer with bebop and rocksteady yeah he's a well, i guess he science. wasn't they had left but yeah he saw them though he saw the mutants yeah. he just seems like not like doesn't care thrown off by mutants at phased, all yeah maybe he's just so stunned and so <laughs> elated that someone's building his mouse mousers that he's like, yeah, whatever. he's made it. He's arrived. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so then, so Baxter gives the turtles the location of the mansion. So at the end of kind of this part of the episode, Baxter's still tied up. Um, they know where Shredder is. They just got to figure out how to get to him. Um, but at this point, we've gotten three pretty epic fights we've got the first mouser fight against the 12 we've got um the we don't have the second mouser fight yet because they're on their way but then we've got this um foot soldier foot clan fight so that kind of prompted me to think about 
and whether we want to do a snake draft or just just do it straight up best fight scenes um yeah i think we just talk about our favorites yeah favorite fight scenes so chris started the last one john why don't you why don't you pick up with your favorite and we can just go around yeah i got a, i got a couple and i'm not sure how many of you guys would have seen this i think the first is really any fight scene from the Kingsman movies. Haven't seen it. Never seen it. You Sounds guys... like a nerd movie. No. <laughs> it's basically it's basically like um I wouldn't say it's necessarily like James Bond, but it like spoiler alert, skip ahead five minutes if you don't want to, you know, any spoilers on Kingsman. But it's like this league of um like secret agents that operate in the UK and they have like these extraordinary like technology and abilities. But the fight scenes in it they're just really well choreographed and filmed where it's kind of like, um, not like Michael, Michael super Bay. realistic, just, but like, is this like no, hand to hand fighting? No. What kind of fighting yeah. is this? Yeah. It's hand to hand. And like, okay. like in one of the recent movies there, I think there's uh, two or three maybe, but Rasp- it's like the time of Rasputin. So they're fighting Rasputin and it's like this Russian, uh, Dan, I mean, obviously you, know, you guys know who Rasputin is, but it's just really well choreographed scenes. So, I, I I would say like any of those movies, just it's kind of like Kill Bill, like the yeah. Kill Bill scenes where it's kind of like super realistic kind of thing. They're just really yeah. really well filmed and choreographed. All right, my uh, I I kept the kept with the turtle scene. I think the 1990 the original movie when they're on the rooftop battling Shredder, and they're all like uh like for the. Ended that's that your movie. of all time. That's no, I just, your top fight I scenes. just kept it with the turtle theme. I'm just saying it's a great of turtle fight scenes. It's my number one. Yeah, what's the one? I like the one in the movie where I think it's Raph is like skateboarding and then he gets beat up. That's a good fight scene. Um, or when they first beat Casey. Is, Jones. is that when he fight, Yeah, when he when he first beats Casey Jones and he gets like he doesn't beat Casey Jones. Oh yeah, when he yeah. first the meets park, him. I the park scene. Yeah, uh, I think, I think there's way better scenes than that. That park fight scene, like even when they're fighting the foot when they storm, um, like April's, like dad's antique place or like whoever's antique place. Oh, they light it on fire. Yeah, they're or fighting like when there. they're samurais. Don't they wear samurai gear at some point? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the, the second third, movie. Third, third movie, movie. Turtles in Time or something. That's the game. Yeah, but the, you can't deny the rooftop scene to end that movie is one of the best turtle fights. For being honest, I, I don't, don't even, even know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what happens for the most part. All right. Number all right. all right, this is the easiest question. It's the the Matrix. Not the lobby scene is good in the Matrix, but when Neo is fighting the bullet. Um what the hell what's his name? Who's Mr. the Anderson? No. Well yeah that one too at the end. But I like my favorite one is the training scene where he's fighting Morpheus. Morpheus. Yeah, and they're like oh. in the dojo in the simulation, and they're just like he does the come here thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. I also had um, in Inception the oh yeah fight scene in the hallway. You know what I'm talking about where it's like it's basically yeah, the whole hallway is like rotating or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they they did that with no special effects, like no CGI. They actually built a contraption that would have yeah. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who is huh. my man. They actually built it, but yeah, it's that's always a good scene. And like that, I mean, just piggybacking off that too, like the whole like when they're at the very lowest level trying to infiltrate the guy's mind and they're in the snow and they're just like yeah. snowmobiling up the mountain, just just real good. 
I'm surprised, John. I was. I would have paid you to pick like an Avengers fight well, scene or something. My, yeah, the last one I have on here is spoiler <laughs> alert for Endgame. Who I think yeah. you guys have all seen it. Basically, when they're fighting, um, fuck's that guy's name? Thanos. Yeah, Thanos, and it's just Cap and Thor, and they're oh, like, yeah. Jesus, we're gonna get our ass kicked. And then and they call sudden, in right then. Doctor Strange opens up yeah. the time, and you hear I you hear Falcon or somebody yeah, saying like, like, "Oh, on your we're left. here." Yeah, yeah, on your oh, left. Man. Got a little teary eyes. Yeah, but that's like, like Doctor Strange sucks. I get he opened the portal. That that the best scene from that though is when um, Captain America picks up Thor's hammer and Thor's like, "I knew it because he's, he's worthy." worthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the best scene in that entire fight. And then, um, no, Josh, just going on huge <laughs> list here. Yeah. Big fight well, scene, guy. Yeah. Well, so I got I got a couple more. What? <laughs> <laughs> one of them is just kind of a running joke but there's i don't and i don't know what transformer movie it is but there's at some point like a transformer like a michael bay transformer movie where megatron is fighting whatever the, the hell the other one is it was the only optimus time prime. optimus probably it was the only time in my life i saw the movie in theaters it was the only time in my life i stood up in the theater and went Clubs. yeah <laughs> 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 and then hopefully got promptly kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only time for two and robots then, fighting. And then my last one, there's a YouTube video that's out there. That's I'll have to find it and send it to you both. Oh, it's just that 70s. Yeah, it's like yeah, I remember that. one where it's like yeah, a, they're running up and down the stairs and stuff. Yeah, it's like a spoof on old fight scenes, and it's just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, spoof on like a seventies like kung fu movie. We'll put the link in the show notes. It's funny. Nice. Wow, John just going all out. Uh, All right, I kept mine with the TMNT theme. So my second favorite fight scene is the two thousand seven movie. Have you guys seen that? Is that the animated one? TMNT. Yeah, didn't even bother watching it. What is that? It's actually pretty good. Um, There's a, a scene there. So the whole premise of the movie, spoiler alert, is Leo has been gone for like a couple of years. Um, like Splinter sent him away to go to this like South America jungle to focus on how he can make his his team of turtles stronger. So Raph grows very resentful and um and uh once Leo comes back, those two are having a hard time of like Leo re- retaining the leadership role and Raph wanting to listen to him. So at one point, um they're on the rooftop and Raph is in his night watcher gear. So he's been like this vigilante fighting crime while all the turtles are kind of like broken up and um, him and Leo go at it, but it's arguably the best Leo Raph fight scene in the entire series or what people argue. Colin, wait, what Raph is his own superhero. Yeah, he goes, he goes solo because basically what happens is when Leo's gone, the turtles fall apart. So like Mikey is this Calabunga Carl like entertainer. So he dresses up in a suit for kids' birthday parties. It's not like, like every like let's get the band back together yeah, movie where they're like exactly doing the road right. trip to be like, oh. Yeah. Do you watch it? it reminds me of Blues Brothers if you've seen that. It's like the but same. <laughs> I will also link in the, in the show notes the Raph vs. Leo YouTube scene. And it is phenomenal. You guys should watch it as well. It's the second best fight scene, in my opinion, in all of the um, cartoons or movie. I'll have to check pieces. it out. Yeah. So that's my number two. And then number three, um, do you guys remember the second TMNT movie with the, um, he, I don't know if he's like 
Asian, but there's the guy that um, the pizza delivery guy. So you like, I don't know if I remember that now. Where they're sitting, like looking up through the grate. No, so it like starts out. Uh, That's the first the, movie, John. That's like the opening of the first movie. Pizza dance yeah. scene. Yeah. Uh, it's like wise men say, never pay full Kino. price for late pizza. <laughs> yeah, so he's a Filipino American pizza delivery boy. What is the what is, the second one's? What is the plot of the second one? Uh, they try to go back to TCRI to like f- basically figure out how they can unmutate. TCRI is the lab that created the the mutagen. Okay, that it's Secret of the Ooze is the second one, right? Yeah, Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, they go yeah, back and they they find the guy that is creating the mutagen, and then he gives it to Splinter, and then Splinter mutates the dog and the snapping turtle that turn into um, yeah, uh, whatever those guys' names are. Yeah, and then the he becomes guy. Super Shredder. So that's the whole genesis. They're trying to find the source mm-hmm. so they can undo the mutation stuff. I think for Splinter or um, even for them or something like that. So anyway, those are my three because I thought we were doing a snake draft, so I just did three. Those are all good, I guess. I haven't seen them. I'll take your word for it. I just can't get into, which is funny because we're watching the cartoon and I like it, but a CGI turtle just does nothing for me. You know, I will say, though, because I think um, Seth Rogen's TMNT is also going to be like seats. Uh, is it going to be full CGI? I don't think so. I think it's going to be kind of like the 07 because cgi you're talking is like transformers michael bay where it's all special effects like it's just like like i like the, the even bay though turtles. it looks bad i like the henson turtles from the original movies like yeah the body live suit. action live yeah. action yeah yeah i think rogan's is um computer animated but it's in the cartoon style if that makes sense so it's 3d but it, they're trying to make it like a 2d yeah. like the spongebob movie or something I don't know. I do. I think there's a couple of SpongeBob movies. I haven't seen it, but so anyway, those are my three. Chris, how about you? What are your others? Uh, I had the Matrix scenes, and then, um, I mean, that was pretty much it, to be honest. <laughs> the there's, you could there's so many in the Matrix that are good, and then like like any really like Jackie Chan movie, the the Rush Hour fights are always good. I'm surprised you didn't go like Harry Potter battle scenes. No, those suck. Or like a Mad Men reference or, Lord or something the, like that. Lord of the Ring. They don't fight in Mad Men. There's no fight scenes in Mad Men. How about this? How about this one? The Battle of the Bastards, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a good fight scene. It, that should have been a whole... whole Because that was it like was an episode not, and it was a half, whole episode. I know, but then how is the battle... Like that was longer than when they battled the White Walkers at um, at the finale. Actually, I think I like fight scenes that are like like one on one more. Like if you took the one like Mortal Kombat style, yeah, like the fight scene from if we're going Game of Thrones, where um, I forget the name, the mountain fought the oh yeah, his brother. No, 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 the guy that was fighting for the dwarf Oberon. Yeah, yeah. The, oh the yeah, for by combat, champions. whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah that was champions. a good fight. Where he pops his eyeballs out. Yeah, yeah. that part's kind of gross, but the fight up um, there was good. Have you guys seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, no. but I've heard it's good. There's I because with Leo I, I was and with at, um, Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Robbie. Yeah, they there was uh, I was just looking at some of like the Tarantino fight scenes, and there there's a funny one where um, Brad Pitt is basically playing this like stunt double, but he fights uh, Bruce Lee and kicks his ass, which I thought was pretty funny. What's the um, 
what's the weird movie? I think it's a Tarantino one with uh, Bruce Willis. Hmm? Science? Uh, Pulp Fiction? Oh. Reservoir yeah, he's riding the motorcycle. Ah, oh, man. Is it a... It's Pulp Fiction. No, not Pulp Fiction. That's the only one he's in. Yeah, it's not a Tarantino movie then. It's um, Sin City. Die Hard. <clears throat> well, I haven't you seen, seen Sin City? City? No. No. That movie is there's crazy. A, um, there's a new uh, Santa Claus or like Christmas movie that's coming out. I've with, heard it's actually good. Um, I forget what the guy is. He's, he plays Hopper in Stranger Things, that guy. Where it's like Santa is like basically kicking people's asses. He's like he's like delivering presents. I think the premise is he's delivering presents, and these people are like, "Who the hell are you?" and start fighting him, and then everyone's trying to catch him, and he kills him. <laughs> yeah, well, Sin City has some pretty wild fight scenes too, but it's such a strange movie. But either way, um, getting back to to wrapping this episode up. So, um, turtles find out where, where Shutter is. They decide to take Baxter's yellow van. So Mikey um, hops in. He's driving. Apparently, he's never driven before. So meanwhile, Donnie's geeking out over the tech in the van. So again, foreshadowing, you know, technology in the van, they've got a van now they can drive it. Uh, we hear Mikey shout cowabunga. So for the, uh, turtleisms, I think that's cowabunga number two now. So we got two cowabungas in the first three episodes. Um, any other turtleisms from this one? That was when we went on cup. Yeah. Yeah. They have, there was a continuity error when, well, there's a couple, Chris, yeah. I saw you pointed out one, but there, when they first take that van, there's a discussion with Raph, Donnie, and Mikey's driving, and they accidentally put Donatello's voice yeah. showing Michelangelo talk. Yeah, They do that quite often. Like uh, I think even in the first episode, when Donnie was leaped over April to prevent her from leaving the sewer, when she was like, you guys are ninjas you it must be you they yeah. use raf's voice yeah. um so there's a whole bunch of that stuff especially in this first season of like five episodes that they messed that up yeah this one the one the kind of the ones i noticed were at the end driving scene this one was funny because they like they hop in the van they start driving and then they're like oh we gotta go like find the other like they realize that the mousers are going after whoever else and they just like bang a u-turn in the middle of the street and there's nobody around yeah. So Mikey, for never having driven before, is very like adept behind the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, April cuts to scene. So they they storm off. They're going to get Shredder. April, it's a flashback to April in her apartment. She's just about finished cleaning up the mess that the turtles made. And of course, the Mausers show up. So um, she runs, wakes up Splinter, and together they try to fight off the Mausers. It's pretty evident by splinter's sentiment that he thinks they're about to lose because he said something about like we're about to join their ancestors yeah um, he's got like a frying pan swat him away well, with yeah does she i thought she did i thought she had the dual Four frying pan yields that she was like pan and a frying pan okay cast iron it seems yeah naturally um so again this is a pretty epic fight scene too here um but we have them holding him off and then just as about just as they are about to be overtaken by the Mausers, the turtles fly in through her like glass French window balcony in New York city. Um, and basically do the same thing. They clean up. Yeah. A lot of stabbing the ropes just are magically like hanging from wherever from yep. a crane. 
you can yeah. see. Well, yeah, we find that out after, but when they come in, it's just like four ropes dangling from the air and they're swinging yep. through the doors. Um, so they jump in, take them all out, but the apartment starts to crumble or it is crumbling. And so they jump back out on those same ropes that are hanging, whatever it was from the crane. Um, they jump back out the building as the entire apartment building collapses. Yeah, yeah presumably killing no hundreds of people yeah. inside. <laughs> Yep, because it is at night, right? So people are yeah. sleeping or just about eating dinner. They're home from work. Yeah, and then I love the ropes. Like, they're dangling on the ropes, and they're like, they just start to swing out of, like, the picture. Just the physics of the, the ropes are interesting. Um. So then cutscene back. So, um, and I don't know what happens in between there. Like, so the turtles, instead of going to get Shredder, which is what I assume they were doing, they actually go back to april's apartment to get splinter yeah so they i think like they've realized that the mousers are going to go get splinter again or something oh yeah because i think baxter maybe told them yeah they have a lovely i forget what it is like it clicks when they're driving the van so they spin around and then go to go save uh april and splinter um so yeah so after they save them then they all drive to the mansion and they're kind of discussing the plan and mikey you know, says something, um, which inadvertently volunteers him to do the recon mission. So they basically want to send, there's debate about how many turtles to send in, but Mikey's like, we should only send one. And Raph's like, okay, you're in, you're going in Mikey. Um, so the goal is for Mikey to go into the mansion and, um, because he wants to shut off the main controller that Baxter just built so that, Donnie can amplify the handheld controller to then control the mousers. Yeah, John, why don't you tell us what happens to your buddy? <laughs> to my buddy? Well, he's dip diving and dodging around. Gets uh, wrapped up, I think, by Shredder, right? Gets yeah. caught pretty easily, tied up. Um... <laughs> Promptly. Like, he, yeah. he, enters, he enters and he's immediately caught. Yeah. 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 He's the uh, worst of the, the turtle fighters. Oh, hold on. <laughs> So far, yeah. Um, so he gets tied up yeah, in a chair. Great. Yeah. And then the classic he, villain move, by yeah. the way, just we'll tie him in a chair and leave him in a room. He tries, to, room, he tries to flex a bust. Yeah, he's a floor below. He tries to flex a bust out of the chair. It doesn't work. But then we get Krang who shows up. So this is the foreshadowing from earlier. So as Krang had wished uh, endless defeat upon Shredder, he actually intervenes and unties Michelangelo. Um and has a brief conversation with him about exactly where to go to get the master controller to blow it up. And it's like, yeah. why? Yeah, Mikey's in his just genius mindset. Is like, why should I trust a brain? Yeah. And Crane's like, well, you got no other option, so get the hell out of here. Yeah. So and then. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, dock points. Again, I'm going to dock points from Shredder here. Why not just kill Mikey? You have, you're talking about how you want to eliminate the turtles. You get one. You just tie him and leave him by himself. And then Crane, who is apparently desperate for a body, is able to just <laughs> walk around on his brain stems. So I don't know what he oh, needs. He was on a stool. He was on a roller roll around. Oh, he stool. was on his roller? I thought he was just like walking around on his little yeah, stubs. All around tripod. Oh, yeah. Crane, what a, I mean, a, what a stab in the back move. Just the selling ultimate. out Shredder. It's the ultimate backstab. <laughs> yeah. 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 So then Mikey hops up to the second floor dominates shredder i'll say 
does the well, classic hey shoot at me yeah then dodges out of the way shredder like an Dip, idiot destroys and dodge yeah no they um yeah he 100 percent plays into you know like teasing shredder essentially Shredder's and shredder vanity. everyone associated with the foot clan has the worst shot of all time but he's shooting lasers around the room uh mikey says something can't catch me shredder or whatever something cheesy and then uh shredder proceeds to blast right through the master controller <laughs> Which then we get a great sound bite of <laughs> Shredder saying no, which I'm gonna oh, I'll definitely no. cut up and <laughs> use in the future. A good like 15 second no. Um, which, uh, by the way, the explosiveness of everything that is built, like the second a, a laser hits it, it just bursts up, is great. But it's timely because outside the remaining turtles and Splinter and April are about to be overtaken by Mousers. Like a sea of Mousers. They're just standing yeah. on top of the van, I think, surrounded. Yeah. So Mikey somehow finds this hole, which, or no, he just he dives, just dives through, a wall. through the wall. Yeah, that's what it was. Like <laughs> low on the wall, though. He didn't go high. He stayed low. Um, yeah. The week, yeah, apparently yeah, when they go high, low. we go low. Yeah. yeah. Well, man wins. <laughs> um, so he dives through. Donnie miraculously reprograms the uh, controller um and the mausers so master controller is broken so basically like freezes the mausers donnie reprograms them to destroy the mansion and essentially like go after the technodrome um so they bite through mansion collapses um mikey we still haven't seen him appear yet so um turtles go over looking for him they find michelangelo who's just like knocked out uh, lying <laughs> under a door or something yeah he's and buried under debris yeah. I think Raph too. Yeah, he's basically like all of. If we don't find that little guy, so Raph definitely is obsessed with Michelangelo. Yeah, which is funny because they just like send the mousers in to destroy everything without even knowing if Mikey's clear. Yeah, and this is the third or fourth building to be demoed, like in the last two episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mike is just hiding under a door, conked out. Yep. So, um, but the Technodrome gets away. Shredder seemingly gets away. So Donnie. There's some conversation at the end there, but Donnie decides, man, it'd be really great if we could use all this tech that Baxter has in his van or has in general to track the Technodrome. Um, and then Michelangelo suggests at the very end of the episode <clears throat> that they um, they go to Baxter's lab to see what else they have there. So that's how this one wraps up. Yeah, I thought it was funny just that last driving scene. So like they leave the mansion and April is driving with Raph in the back. Yeah. <laughs> And then it cuts, like it cuts, and then all of a sudden Mikey's driving. Like everybody's changed seats. Mikey's driving. April, I don't even think is in the van, and the other two turtles are in the back seat. So it's the continuity errors are just. I was doing a little bit of um, inspection on that scene because that last what you're talking about when Mikey's driving, they just recycled one of the other animations that they used earlier. I was thinking that's what they were having the conversation, so they just plopped in. They're probably like, "Damn, we need to fill like five seconds. Let's just put that aside." Yeah, we forgot to animate the cell. Just. Yeah, Re, like recover the voiceover stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, driving scenes though are definitely not consistent throughout the entire franchise uh, at all. Because what I've noticed is like in the vans, it'll go from like two in the front, and then all of a sudden like they'll be able to fit four turtles all in the front, or then it's like instead of just one row in the front, then there's like two rows as a front and a back. Hmm. So it's like all over the place. They just it's kind of like the technodrome. They they 
they change the scene for whatever they need. And it just so happens like the turtle van, like, you know, the van is sometimes like so big that there can be eight people in the back. And then sometimes it's so small that it's just Donnie, like sitting, sitting in a chair. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just molds to the the plot of the episode Mm -hmm. as needed. Yeah. I'm curious. I, cause the, after they weave, like after they just weave Baxter Stockman at his house, I guess that he, like he's out of the episode. I'm curious to see. He was, they just left him tied to the pole. Yeah, I, I guess. So. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you're right. I think he, I was thinking when he first came in that he's going to turn into one of the, like the other well-known villains in the turtle series it is my prediction for Stockman. If you can guess who I'm thinking of. I, I would have to imagine that he gets appointed as the rat czar. <laughs> <laughs> makes a cool 180k. Yeah. Gets a nice new apartment. Yeah. Well, I will say uh the Rat King does make an appearance, I think, fairly soon. He's like one of the earlier um earlier villains, I believe. Yeah, because think about it, this guy just had like Shredder took advantage of him, whatever. But now he's gonna he has to turn the turtle stole his van, basically. Yeah. So he's got a there I in my head I'm like there's gonna be some yeah, payback for that. It's got all well, his technology in it. But also, he has been betrayed by Shredder. So, like, it'll be interesting to see how the Stockman plot evolves because he's been betrayed by the Turtles. Or not betrayed, but he's been... um, uh, What's the word? He's been, like, tied up and information stolen by the Turtles and his van and technology. But then Shredder has just blatantly tried to kill him. So he's got to be really in a bad place right now. Yeah. yeah. Also, April was funny. Like the beginning of the episode, she's like, "I got to get back and like go back to work," and just doesn't do any of that stuff. And doesn't have the wherewithal to record any. Like, obviously, she can record her own apartment, but like in these other episodes, she's got her camera like rolling yeah. when she's trying to capture like this insane footage. You would think, at least at the mansion, she would have her her camera out, like recording the Mausers or recording the mansion, because that's yeah. going to be on the news, right? Yeah, it's a good point. Her like the storyline of like her trying to get the story seems yeah. to be just gone. Yeah, gone in this episode. You ever seen that um that guy who films videos and he just goes around to people and he goes, I'm putting you on the news. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Look it up. It's funny. It's like these it's like these people and he just like walks up with a camera in their face and is like, Hey, hey, I'm putting you on the news and people go ham. They're just like, What? I don't want to be on the news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm putting you on the news. <laughs> All right, so no no new pieces mentioned, so we're going to be rolling with uh, with the previous ones. Um, should we do pieces time now, or do you guys have any other closing thoughts on the episode before we jump to that? Um, I don't think I had anything. Yeah, no, no closing thoughts. All right, so let me uh, tee this bad boy up. So do I'll do. Do we do I'll, pizza or do we do villain ranking? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we have to add yeah. we have to add the villains in Jones, right? Yeah, yeah, villain power ranking. Previously we had um our villain power ranking after episode two was uh, number one was Shredder slash Rokusaki. We had Roadkill Rodney's is number two, Krang is number three, Foot Clan is number four, the punks as number five, the punks from episode one, and then Bebop and Rocksteady as the worst. Um, 
this episode, we've added Baxter Stockman and the Mousers. I don't know if there's anyone else I'm missing from that. No, it was the only two I had. Mm-hmm. All right. So, George, you guys sought them. Um, Because hmm. in, in my opinion, I think the Mousers are the most effective. destructive so far. Yeah, they, like, they're the only ones that, that they seem to have issues with and are like afraid of. Yeah, the Mousers is like they got a ten dollar move and a ten cent finish. It's like you get to what you need to do, but then in actually like closing the deal, they just get you know dominated. But I would argue they're more um, at least for like the robotic. They're better than the Foot Clan. And they're better than the Roadkill Rodneys. Or maybe they're not better than the Rodneys. I, uh, I don't think know. they're better than the Foot Clan, but worse than the Rodneys. So let's start. Let's do. Much. Let's start at the bottom and just work our way up. Are they better yeah. than Bebop and Rocksteady? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Are they better than the Punks? Yes. Yep. Better than the Foot Clan? Yes. Are they better than Krang? No. I I got an argument to move Krang up. Yeah. Just in pure. I guess villainous. should we? I guess villainity. To limit the confusion, should we reorganize the? ones from the previous episode first and then add the new ones or add the new ones and then reorganize so i guess what's the what's the least confusing way i think the least confusing way is to show something on the screen all right demanding (laughs) i mean it's not going to help the fact that this is a podcast but at least listenerships yeah let's um i'll share my screen so for the listeners at home, we'll talk through this. But um, I, while you're doing that, we'll we'll start talking Crane. Does Crane get moved up or down the villain I, rankings for stabbing Shredder in the back? I think he gets moved up in a pure villain move. He's to go against your own yeah. to sabotage. Is that the ultimate yeah. villain? Yeah, sabotage your yeah. own. He has no. He has no. He's like a wild card. He has no loyalty. I yeah. mean, do we really have? Sh- we had Shredder number one last time. It's Shredder number one because yeah, of as a I, oh, history. Yeah. yeah, that was you too. I was going for the Roadkill Rodney's, but the only thing with Krang is like he's still so he he pulled that little move, but he hasn't like physically done much. He's talk. He's a lot of talk. So apart from like sabotaging this, we're just we're led to believe that he's this genius, but we don't really have any proof yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think he should be above Shredder, though. Shredder went down for me. This Shredder, episode. yeah, I agree. Shredder moves down in a total. So, game. but he, so Shredder, probably below both of these guys. Are we putting Krang up, or are we keeping the Roadkill at the top now? I think Roadkill stays at the top. Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, you're on a bye week. Should you be punished? They didn't. They weren't in this episode. And I might move the Foot Clan down below the Punks because I think they got their asses handed to them. Again, like they failed again. Yeah, at least the no. punks. four on one didn't even fire a bullet. Yeah, so got to like the punks out. at least got yeah April get into a, a corner. You know, when you I mean? get a trash can put on your head. Yeah, <laughs> or just fall into <laughs> like yeah, walk into a manhole. Yeah, like that trails in time. Like how many times have you done that in the video game? <laughs> Those are two and, of the most like cartoonish ways to lose yeah. a fight. Falling in a manhole and getting a trash can put on you is like yeah. textbook clownery. Yeah, right. so, for, so for reorder, we've got Roadkill Rodney's as, as the number one villain. Krang is number two. Shredder, three. Punks, four. 
Foot Clan five, Bebop, and Rock City six. Yep. Yeah, I think that's okay. right. So we agree on that. And now let's add in Baxter and the Mausers. All right, let's start with the Mausers. I think okay. there's an argument they could be one or two. I think two. Yeah, I would say two because I think they don't ever follow through, but they yeah. get very close. Yeah, I say two. All right. So we'll see. Because Rokel always captured before. captured Splinter. That's pretty. Yeah. 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 If you're just going pure, we captured Splinter. Roadkills killed it. Mousers. No. Not quite. All right. And now, how about Baxter? At this point. I mean, is he like a villain? At this point, all he had done was. I mean, he made that I super. Mean, he's delivered on what his job is. Yeah, he built, he built the mouse. So he gets credit for building the mousers, which are top, you know, top tier. And he built that control panel like instantly. And he ratted out Shredder to be have him taken down. Like even though he didn't defeat the foot, he's sabotaging. He was like the genesis for sabotaging. Yeah, but. Shredder's plan. But as compared, I feel like Crane was doing it for like actual evil yeah. purposes. Bax was doing it a little bitch. Self-preservation. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be sarcastic. Sarcasm. So you think above, is he above or below Shredder, Shredder then? Below. Above the punks though, in your mind or no? Yeah, above punks. Below Shredder. Yeah, I'm fine yeah, with that. I agree with that too. All right. So the end Shredder's of the, the most active. He just is so bad at what he does yeah yeah he's kind of all over the place like he he should just i mean he's trying to focus on the turtles but i feel like he gets caught up in all these like more elaborate things and it's like too complex like he's just gotta simplify i think yeah yeah and it's like uh, just one he's like punks didn't work all right move on to the next thing yeah yeah you could just use the use your guys better next time yeah, like let me like let me find this like primitive technology and just make a 1200 of these mousers <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean he could have just taken a week and built yeah the first the first thing i find i'm just gonna go with like instantly yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is why maybe crane crane's annoyed with him because he's like a uh infinite like mentally he's like an infant but anyway for, for those that are just listening we've got uh film power ranking after season one episode three Number one, Roadkill Rodney's. Number two, Mousers. Number three, Krang. Number four, Shredder. Number five, Baxter Stockman. Number six, The Punks. Number seven, The Foot Clan. And number eight, bringing in the rear, Bebop and Roxy, who really didn't do anything this episode other than dump the components to the master controller on the ground and then go back into the Technodrome. Which, in their defense, they also helped run the replicator. Yeah. Is a step up from previous actions. At least they're doing... They're doing things without messing it up this time. But I still keep them below the Foot Clan because they didn't really have much bearing on any of this when they should yeah. have, at the very least, been defending. Like, you think they would have came out and helped Shredder when Michelangelo was captured and at least yeah, prevent if, Krang from doing that, you know? If Shredder had confidence in them, they would have been there with to get Stockman with the Foot Clan. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that uh, villain power ranking. Now we'll go into pizza time. Spin so the wheel, baby. I've got the honors. Uh, again, just, just remind maybe a quick summary. Yeah. Yeah. Remind people at home. We've got uh, banana and sausage. We've got raisin bran. We've got pepperoni and ice cream, cornflakes, sashimi, jelly bean, and mushroom. 
and anchovy and peanut butter. So what am I hoping for? I think I'm still leaning for sashimi. I think that would be the most delicious. Uh, probably the best one for the viewers would be anchovy and peanut butter. That, that's going to be rough. Mm. Raisin bran would be tough too, like raisins. Yeah. Oh, when everyone had ice cream with it, that's a tough one too. But here we Fine. go. Ready? Oh. Anticlimactic. Didn't even spin it. Spin it now. Around around we go. I think the cereal is just boring. But yeah. I think I got it. Oh. Ice cream. Ice stop, cream. stop, 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 stop. Yeah, ice cream and pepperoni. Oh. All right. What's this that one? one? I love pepperoni. This one? Pepperoni and ice cream? Ooh. Yeah, pepperoni ice cream. Andrew has his, his mm. choice of ice cream flavor. I do. I, I think I'm going to make this one work well. I'm not going to pull a John and try to go bougie. I'm just going. I think the big brain move would be make pepperoni ice cream. I can see pepperoni salty and sweet. Those go together. Yeah. It's kind of like ricotta or something, you know, like a rich. But all right. Well, um, that basically wraps it up. Any any closing thoughts before we, uh, we call it an episode, guys? What are you looking nothing. forward to? You know, predictions for episode four. John, you want to go? Um, I mean, if I had to guess, it's got to be some development with this van and some more Baxter Stockman, but I really don't have a... Clue. Yeah, I want to see the turtle van built out, and I want to see the fallout from Krang betraying Shredder. Does mm-hmm. Does Shredder know, or is that kept a secret? I think what I'm looking most forward to is some more cheesy villain lines from Shredder. It's bad. It's bad. But what I will say, what's the name of this next one? Yeah. Um, Plus, also, at what point does like the rest of the city become aware of turtles just rampaging around? Well, plus the building is collapsing. Like you think, yeah, there'd be, be some attention in. to this. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, there should be in theory like an angle from the reporting side. Um, but either way, why can't I find the name? Can anyone else find this? The name of the next one, so we could at least <clears> get some like you know foreshadowing here. Jeez, putting us on the spot. I know. Tropedia, Tropedia has got to figure it out. Um. Because we're we're coming to a close here on season one, I think there's only five mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah, season one. I think it's meet yeah. episode, meet Casey Jones. Now it's hot rotting teenagers from Dimension X. Oh, there you go. We're hot rotting teenagers from Dimension X. Yeah, I know what that's about. I won't I won't mention here, but uh, yeah, we're gonna have some some more Dimension X stuff here. I forgot about this episode. Beautiful. Yeah, all we have to this point is Crane just saying he's got like soldiers ready or whatever. Yeah, this is a good one. Episode four. It's a good one. All right. Well, until next time. All right. See you guys next week. Party on.